Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast podcast podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast podcast podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast podcast Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 200 and, oh, Jesus Christ, uh, uh, 28 of the, uh, oh, Jen, what? Oh, boy. Drunk Dash. We're already, are we? Yeah, well, this is uh, this is. Okay, I'm just gonna keep rolling with it. Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Wow. Uh, I am your host, as always. I think I'm not sure anymore. Tyler, and uh, joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. I am doing all right. I went through my work week just pretty good, but I gotta tell you, I am. Pe- I am really feeling pretty good. This past week, I managed to find a bunch of fun stuff, but. Before that, I just wanted to tell you a little bit of a story that I had earlier on this morning. So, I went to Walmart. I went through, picked up a couple things for the, the mom and stuff. She wants some picture frames, this and that. I go to get to the, I go to the card section because I wanted to try to pick out some cards. I find this card box, which was in its display for about 20 bucks. So, I go to the self-checkout line and... As soon as I scan it, it tells me thirty nine ninety nine. So I'm like, okay, no, I'm not buying this for forty dollars. <laughs> I take the item off of the list and stuff, and the self checkout thing. I figure out it's like, if you take something off, you have to have an employee in like uh, go through and approve it. So yeah. the guy goes through, comes over, does it and stuff like that. I pay for my stuff, you know, because I didn't want to buy the thing for forty dollars. I go and I like, try to explain to him, it's like, yeah, you know what, the reason why I didn't buy that is because of this price, because <laughs> of the price thing, and it's in the middle of, like, right as I was going to say something to him, he's like, yeah, 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 just walks away to his supervisor to where, you know, he called her up for some frivolous shit. And so he basically was rude, cut me off mid-sentence to walk over to a supervisor, just really didn't give a shit. So, obviously that did not sit well with me, so I went directly to the supervisor that he did call. This is like way over the customer service area. Talked to her about it. I took pictures of him and the display. Exactly the type of price that was there. And so, what she ended up doing is, she asked me, Hey, do you want to buy the product? I was like, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll charge you the same price that it was for where it was located at. Which was $20. So I bought it for $20. (laughs) So the thing was, it's like, the reasoning was, it's like I went to her and complained because, for one, the dude was being an ass. Mm -hmm. But uh, I ended up getting my card stuff for like half of what it originally was at Walmart because the dude was acting like an asshole. (laughs) Pretty much. Because I was trying to explain to him, hey, you got something little bit off kilter right here because the cards this stack of like card set was supposed to be labeled 39.99 however i showed her and the assistant manager of that department 
Now, no, this was set over here, 1999. And so both of them looked at the picture and said, okay, we'll charge you 20 bucks because that was their error. So that was how my day began. <laughs> I know. It's like, have you ever had that type of experience, though, Tyler, where it's like you go through a customer service or like go through anything else like that, and just that one instance where somebody just goes and makes you angry, you're like, uh-uh, I ain't taking that shit. And then you just go over and just do something. <laughs> um, I honestly, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I've gotten angry at, not like, I've gotten upset, not angry, but upset, like dealing with like, you know, customer service stuff, but like, yeah, never got like, like, I, I've never really got to the point where I was like super upset or, um, yeah, got, went to a manager or anything like that. Like, I've been fairly lucky. I, remember, I do remember like, I went to Walmart one time and bought, uh, the Tenacious D's Pick a Destiny CD. Uh huh. And yeah. uh, it was labeled eight dollars, and yep. um, I went there to go check out. And they charged me fourteen for it, and I told them, "No, it's supposed to be eight dollars." There's a sign right there. It says eight bucks, and uh, she argued with me. She's like, "Well, it comes up fourteen. I'm like, "Well, it's eight dollars," and so they actually had to go back and do it and like check it and came back. Oh yeah, no, it's eight dollars, and she apologized. But that's really like the that was you know that's really the worst I think I've had as far as. Stuff like that goes. Like, I get, like that's the first thing I popped my head when we started talking about uh, things like that. But go ahead. Well, that, that's just a thing, though. That's like, it, it's just for when I go over to like that specific Walmart in general. Sometimes there's like a little bit of oddities or little odds and ends and stuff where they may not mean like some of the mistakes that they do make and stuff. But having worked inside of a customer service thing for the past almost ten years now, and all of a sudden like dealing with that type of shit, it's like. I know how people are supposed to act when it comes to, say, like, customer service yeah. and stuff. But, still, he... I would not have chewed him out if, one, he would have listened to what I had to say. And then just... Even if he did, would have just said, oh, okay. It's like, okay, I'll look into it as some... Blah, 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 blah. I would not have said anything about it, and I would not have bought the card stuff. I would just walked out, calmly, peace of mind and stuff... It was when he chose the option of not listening to me and walking away, that's when I started becoming angry. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, a good positive thing did come out of that, and I got my uh, card set for <laughs> $20. I got this Pokemon card set, this Decidueye X type of stuff, this Decidueye GX, kind of like a premium edition. Cool. Where it's like, it's a Pokemon card stuff where they got the evolutionary line for Rowlet, you know. They got the three cards. As I was opening the packs, I got myself an Alolan Ninetales GX out of one of them. It was like, oh, Jesus Christ, that is awesome. Basically, it looks like snow. Considerably, the whole design of the card itself looks like snow, and it's all reflecting and shit. It's, it's excellent. Another thing I was not expecting, though, was I opened another pack. It was like a reprint of some of the original Pokemon cards. That were back around uh, 20 years ago. Ooh. I pulled a shiny Clefairy. <gasps> and they totally remade it into like uh, a fairy type. Because that's what Clefairy now is. It's not normal. It's a fairy type. <laughs> uh, so it. I got a shiny Clefairy and a shiny Magnemite. Clefairy. <laughs> I know, right? But there was another fun thing that happened to me like uh, earlier on this week. This ties into what I was beginning to talk about. And that was... I went to a bookstore... I don't generally go to them too often, but 
I have an inkling to because I like to pick up maybe a graphic novel or two. I went over last Tuesday and I saw the like a complete set of the original Pokemon manga from way back around that was printed like about the late 90s early 2000s. This is a completely separate thing than either the video game adaptation for Pokemon and like the anime adaptation. This was like a seven book set and they and this is low in comparison to what you can find it online, but I got it for about sixty dollars. <laughs> damn. And damn, dude, I've already read like about three out of the seven already this week. Nice. It's really cool. It delves into the story of like uh the protagonist Red going on a Pokemon journey with a against his rival blue and stuff and he encounters this uh girl and stuff called Green. She's kind of a thief and stuff like that and she and they have to go through and like solve specific problems. But, you know, there's like a couple of key differences. Did you know that like say most of the gym leaders inside of like the original Pokemon manga were actually part of Team Rocket? <laughs> really? I didn't know. I didn't know that. Dude, get this. You have guys like Lieutenant Surge, like Koga, Sabrina, even Blaine, to a certain extent, was affiliated with, like, Team Rocket and stuff. So you had maybe, like, three gym leaders in all that weren't even associated or tried to battle. Like, you know, like, Brock, Misty, and uh, Erica, pretty much. Yeah. From the original, like, uh, games. So it was it was kind of cool just to see how, like, there's certain instances where the story told was kind of a little bit dark and stuff. There are little... There are violent scenes. I mean, I did see, like, one of the more infamous scenes is, like, you see a zombie Arbok get, like, cut in half and all this other <laughs> shit. <laughs> I gotta admit, man, it's like, from what I've read, it's been relatively enjoyable, and I've enjoyed it, like, quite a bit just reading this kind of nostalgia trip. Because I've heard good things about Pokemon Adventure from back in the day, but... I've only heard little tidbits from PokeTubers and this and that, but having to experience it now in this day and age, it's it's really cool. I would really recommend people, if they could find it for cheap, like the entire set, new, or they could find a novel here and there and stuff, by all means, pick it up. It's worth a read. But uh, enough about me. Tyler, how have you been? Um, well, before we get to, about to me, I actually... Um, yeah. I haven't checked it out myself yet, but I wanted to. I forgot to do it for the show. I want to talk to you about it. Did you see the yeah. teaser trailer drop for uh, Pokemon I Choose You, the movie? Oh, yeah. A little bit of it. Yes, I have. Okay. I, I'm just... I'm curious. I've actually been looking... Like, I haven't really watched Pokemon or anything. Like, I've, I've watched episodes here and there. Or, like I said, I catch them on TV. And, I, you know, I've gone back on Netflix and watched some of the older stuff. But I'm just kind of... I'm actually kind of looking forward to this movie a little bit. I just didn't yes. know if you, if you checked it out yet. Yes, I've checked out a little bit of it. What I get from it is sort of, it's not just like a retelling, but there are certain things that are remixed specifically, kind of like in a different type of parallel sort of universe than, say, like the anime, how that first episode, the first couple episodes are. And basically the movie just delves inside maybe the first couple episodes of uh, retold of the anime from yeah. the original Pokemon. Because, <laughs> like, in the first episode of the, the series, like, he sees... Uh, ho, and oh, like a, oh, thank you. And um, I, I saw a screenshot, and it, like he like actually like sees him up close and personal. Which I don't know. I'm kind of cool. I'm kind of interested. In that. I think it's kind of cool that uh, going back to the beginning, it's gonna get people like me interested in checking out 
um, you know, Pokemon again for the first time in a long time. But oh, that was cool. I, I was curious what you thought of it. Uh, I'm gonna oh, that was okay. Yeah, I'm probably gonna I'm, I'm gonna check out that trailer or that teaser here sometime soon. Um, but otherwise, I'm doing pretty well. It is a Saturday night as usual when yeah. we record the show. Uh, I had three uh, fantasy football drafts this week. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm in two at work. Uh, I got one with the talking ship guys. I'm yep. in uh, another one with the talking ship guys. That's more of a dynasty one. And then I'm in one with uh, Dave and Mike and a couple other people. Like we're in like a group one. Like we're on a team together. Uh, it, 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 so I'm in five right now. So yeah. But I'm, you know, the, the two ones at work are paid ones. So. 20 bucks a pop. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. will it actually pay off if, like, in terms of you possibly, like, uh, winning enough games or something? Yeah, I think it works out to, like, they're both 12-man leagues. I think it's, like, if you get first place, it's, like, 140. Uh, second oh. place is 40. And then third place, you get 20. So, you basically get your money back. I believe that's how oh, it works I uh, No, it's... No, because I guess if there's 12 people at 20 bucks a pop, that's 240. So, maybe it's, like, 160, 40, and 20. But anyways... Uh, yeah, so I'm in a couple of those. So, uh, football started for uh, NFL Thursday night. It was fun to watch real football uh, again. We got it going on oh, t- yeah. tomorrow morning. Football starts. So, it's going to be, uh, I got Sunday ticket. Uh, probably going to get it this whole year. I got it for, we got the free sample this, this Sunday, though. But, uh, that's going to be great. And the Hawkeyes, Iowa Hawkeyes, beat the Iowa State Cyclones this year. So, again, this year. Yay. So that's sweet. I'm really happy about that. Uh, it's one of the more stressful week weeks and week uh, games of the of the football season because you know in-state rivalries and stuff like that. And Iowa, not you know humble brag, not really trying, not really trying to rub it in or be cocky, but Iowa has dominated this like rivalry. Like it's like 43 to 22 as far as win losses go. And yeah, Iowa State fans, man, like even. Even when they, even when games competitive, they talk shit. So uh, it's really annoying. It sucks because like Iowa, when they win, it's like, well, you're supposed to beat them. You're Iowa because Iowa predominantly is a pretty, uh, it's a pretty good uh, program. And then when Iowa State wins, it's like it's like the like they could talk shit for about five years about it. Um, they haven't won since 2011. <laughs> I still hear people talk. I hear people talk just this week about the game from 2011 when they won. Um, so Iowa beat them uh-huh. and forty-four to forty-one overtime. So I'm sure at work when I go into work on Monday, everybody's like, "Well, you only won by three and it took overtime." So I don't know. Yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, the Iowa State rivalry is it's, it's not a it's not a fun rivalry for um, if you're on the Iowa side because it's really a no-win oh, situation. Yeah. Either you, that really doesn't sound like any. <laughs> no, it's either you're supposed to beat them or hey, you guys, you guys, you guys suck because you lost Iowa State because Iowa State's. Not really. They they haven't been to a bowl game in like a decade. So yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, that kind of that kind of sounds like uh, the rivalry that say my brother has like with uh, say the Huskies and stuff because he is like a, an alumni from WSU mm-hmm. and so he really hates the Huskies and stuff of uh, <laughs> the U Dub. Yeah, like he's such a diehard Cougars fan that he took his uh, he took his stepson. And went all the way to Pullman from where we're at right now. And so it took about eight hours. He left here like around 7 a.m. 
this morning, and he went all the way, and he's there in Pullman. He's watching the game now between Boise and uh, Washington State. It's tied up like about seven to seven right now. It's the end of the first quarter, and I'm like, what? I wonder if he stayed in a hotel or something. He's driving the fucking all the way back because it's like. <laughs> Yeah, I guess my brother's a little bit out there when it comes to, like, say, uh, crazy stuff. But anyway, it's like, I understand what you're talking about in terms of rivalry between, like, uh, Iowa, Iowa State, all this other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, though. You know, uh, it's yeah. you know, a lot more pressure, with, you know, a little more impactful, usually, because it's a lot of, you know, Iowa, it's your home state team, and then a lot of mm-hmm. local players in there. So, a little more... Um, Sympathetic or a little more emotional, a little more emotion in it. You know, with your state on the when your state is that team. Um, but they're not doing okay. Justin's uh, unfortunately not going to be able to join us this week. He is uh, out. He is busy this week. Uh, other things going on. Uh, but I am finishing. I am polishing off the last of the uh, twelve pack he brought me uh, this pa- uh, last weekend. That I talked about on the show. So I bought another six pack of Oktoberfest. Uh, like I said, I had three fans football drafts. They are very boring uh, drafts for the most part because they're like Aww. two hours long each, uh, 90 seconds per pick, and you're just doing a little bit of chatting. So, like in the chat window. So not actually, I do not miss that at all. Yeah. No, it, it's only happened three of them. Uh, yeah, it's, I do something. So uh, I, I drink beer because you can't really play video games or watch movies because you got to be paying attention to what's going on. So I, I drink drink a lot of beer this week doing that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can remember. I can remember like a little bit of when I did participate with the fantasy football stuff. I just did not really enjoy it. Honestly, it really made me start to hate football <laughs> after some extent. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, it sucks sometimes, especially when like I'm playing somebody that's got like Aaron Rodgers starting. It's like, oh shit! It's like, yes, all right, Aaron Rodgers threw a 75 yard touchdown pass. Shit. I'm going to lose fantasy football this week because Aaron Rodgers played super well. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just don't understand, like, some of that logic, too. But then again, it's like a lot of the fantasy football stuff, the main people just, like, they make a lot of money off of it if they win big and all this other stuff, little cash pools. I can understand the purpose, but yeah, as far as it is, like, in terms of uh, having about a fun and stuff, I don't like rooting against my team or my teammates or something like that for the span of, like, say... I don't know, just just to win a fucking fantasy football match. Yeah, it's, it's a little more fun this year because it's been a while since I've been in like a paid one. Usually, it's just yeah, a bullshit go. fun one. Um, but this year, being in two paid ones uh, adds a little more to it. Uh, but yeah, that's enough uh, football talk. I think it's about time we move into the video games. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm sorry. I want to talk about something before we get into video games. Uh, okay. Big moment, momentous thing happened today, uh, this afternoon. For uh, Justin and I, I wish Justin was here this week. Unfortunately, he's not though. Uh, we went and saw uh, the movie It. Uh, ah. It's getting rave reviews. Just came out um, this past, I think, just Friday. So it's been a day now. Uh, but Justin and I grew up loving the uh, TV miniseries back in the day with Tim Curry as, as a clown. Yeah, uh, we have quoted that movie. Almost every time we hung out for 20 years. Um, it was a TV mini movie? Yeah, it's it's super corny, but it's awesome. Um, it, it, we just It's one of my all-time probably favorite movies. Uh, maybe not from like uh, a pure, like uh, like if you, like a pure movie. I'm not going to like put it up with Godfather or anything. But it's one of my more, like as a 
back in my childhood, one of the movies I'd watch the movie constantly. Uh, Justin and I would and talk about it all the time, quote it constantly. Uh, I don't know how many times uh, Justin and I have said, uh, like one of the shows that like looks at a pack of like playing cards, like just regular cards. Uh, bicycle always made the best sound, and there's like a scene in the movie where like they put they put like the bicycle card in their the tire on the bicycle, and they ride it so it makes a little the little no a little peg noise. Um, oh. So, yeah, so <laughs> we constantly quote the movie. So, anyways, we went and um, saw it uh, this afternoon. Uh, I liked it. Unfortunately, Justin, uh, a little disappointed. We, he texted me a little bit ago saying he thinks he was a little harsh on it and wants to go back. He, he likes it probably a lot more than I do because he actually read the book. I read the first chapter of the book. I'm not a big reader, and uh, it's over a thousand page book. And Stephen King. Uh, someone, you know, I've, read, I've tried reading a few of his books, uh, usually fall off fairly quickly. Um, he's very descriptive and, uh, his books are long winded sometimes. Uh, but anyways, this movie, uh, like I said, I liked it. Uh, we went with uh, his brother and his girlfriend. Uh, I was the only one that actually, and I think Indian actually liked it. He says he might, he wants to go see it again. Uh, just kind of like see, maybe he th- thinks maybe he's been a little harsh on it. Uh, but it's, it was a fun, it was, it was a good movie. I liked it. Uh, I think for this movie's been development hell for eight nine years now, and it finally came out. So I, I initially I was just I thought this movie was gonna suck because it was just like director dropped out. There's been like a bunch of scripts written that felt they didn't fell apart and trying to get actors together and it just constantly was falling apart. And so this movie, uh, the teaser trailer came out probably like five six months ago, and I'm like for the first time ever I was excited about this movie. Uh, and it came out, and like a couple weeks ago, people started seeing the early screenings of it, and it was getting rave reviews. I'm like, holy shit, this movie might be really good. Like, I have not been this excited for a really probably for a movie since Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, and rarely do I ever really get excited for movies. Uh, outside of like Fast and the Furious movies, I don't really get super excited <laughs> to watch a movie. Um, but like, as far as hopefulness for a movie. Episode 7 and this have been, like, one of the two bigger ones in my lifetime that, uh, that I've been excited for, like, going into. And, um, yeah, it was okay. It was fine. It, it wasn't, like, I think it's, like, in the high 80s or low 90s on the Rotten Tomato. Right now, everybody's just loving it. Uh, it's not, I think there's a little bit of overhypedness for me. Uh, but I knew this was going to be different. I didn't want to go in expecting... I didn't want to try to compare it to the original movie I grew up loving as a kid. I want to look at it like its own kind of thing. It's and as its own kind of thing. It's much darker and gory to it. Uh, it's rated R when the other one was a PG thirteen uh, TV movie from the nineties, so a lot more uh, family friendly. Um, and this one is definitely not so much you know family friendly. Obviously rated R, but it was fun. I liked it. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't say it's a. Uh, if I was going to put like a number on it, it would probably be in the high 70s somewhere. Maybe low 80s. Not like greatest movie of all time. But I liked it. And there's supposed to be a second one coming out uh, next year, I believe, to um, take do the second half of the, when they're adults and they come back. Uh, but I really, uh, I'm really happy. I'm really happy that this was good, that I liked it. Um, Maybe when Justin, if Justin's here next week, maybe we'll talk a little bit a little more. I think it'll be a little better when he's here to talk about. Cause it's, hard, it's hard to talk about without spoilers, but I think the things that I loved about it, about the original movie, 
they did a really good job of, of doing that and they also went deeper into it because the first one was a little over three hours long and it dealt with the entire book it's an over a thousand page book this one basically dealt with the first half of the book so they got a lot more time dealing with things but it was yeah it was fun it was fine uh i think if you're a fan of the book it or the original movie or looking for a good horror movie i think this is i think this is a, a above a well above average horror movie because most horror movies nowadays let's face it are not very good um that's i mean the conjuring and baba duke so yeah um that's it uh now let's get into the uh video games does that sound good to you <laughs> yep all right do you want to go first do you want, uh do you want me to go first you know what i'll I'll go first this time. Okay. Just want to like uh, speak a little bit about uh, some of the games that, well, actually more or less game that I've been playing. Okay. So like before, I have been delving into Pokemon Diamond oh, because yeah. that's just how I've been going through. So I'm still playing a bit of Pokemon Diamond. It's I'm about 13 hours in now, and uh, I have orchestrated some, like most of my team, I finally was able to evolve my Chimchar into a Monferno, which, hey, I like that Pokemon because it's like he learns Mock Punch. Now, what Mock Punch is, is a fighting-type move that it basically is something called a priority move to where you can negate a Pokemon's like speed and stuff, and it's supposed to hit first. It's supposed to be like a, maybe like a plus one or something like that, more or less. But anyway, <laughs> linguistics aside, or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> linguistics, blah, 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 blah. Logistics. Yeah, logistics. But basically, what it is, just it's just a move for me to uh, use first on a specific Pokemon, and then just, it's just like a quick hit, basically. So... At this moment, I've got like about three badges. I just got through playing a bit inside the Great Marsh, which uh, the Great Marsh inside like Pastoria City or something like that is a gigantic like swampland. It's basically a swampland version of the Safari Zone. But the thing is, it doesn't keep track of how many steps you do. I think it take it keeps track of like how long you spend in it. I kind of like it that way. But uh, the amount of rare Pokemon you'll find just depends upon, like, the specific patch field, like, area of where you go into. Going into there, I was looking for one specific Pokemon to add to my team. It's, it is a Poison-type Pokemon. It's called Skarupi, which basically, it's a purple scorpion, and it evolves to level 40 into a Drapion, which is like a bipedal sort of like a scorpion monster that like uh, could use moves like say Poison Fang and this and that and stuff. I just basically wanted a big all offensive powerhouse on my team. So I go through and it took me about an hour to finally try to find one to uh, capture and put on my team. Because every attempt that I've done inside is like, okay, uh, let's see what Pokemon I'm going to get this time. And I end up encountering Pokemon, say, like, Starly, like, Wooper, Quagsire, Bidoof, Bibarel, stuff like that. I managed to find a few couple, like, rare Pokemon, like, say, this, uh, this is crazy Vine Pokemon that's called Carnivine, which is basically just a regular grass type. And he's, he looks crazy. It looks like that, like a Venus flytrap sort of creature with eyes, you know? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I've managed to capture a lot of those creatures. 
it wasn't until like about a half hour period where I finally encountered my first Skarupi. And it was just, it was like cool and stuff. I finally was able to find one. Then the first Pokeball, I, the first Safari Ball I tried popping off is like, yeah, breaks out of it. What does he do next? He runs away. Like, god dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had one escape from me twice. And it was like pretty much the third time. The third time what I did differently was I gave him a bit of bait. Then afterwards, I threw the safaris ball, and I caught him. So I personally, I love the aspect of going to a safari zone, finding Pokemon that are not available in any other type of area throughout the entire game. But just like in the original Red, Blue, and Yellow, you got to do a song and dance with either throwing mud or throwing rocks or throwing bait in order to try to weaken them a little bit. But not scare them enough to let them run away or not use a safari ball too early to let them run away or get angry and run away, which there will be some that do that as well. But I am glad it does not have the uh, have the option where if you threw too many baits or something to a Pokemon, say like you do in red, blue, and yellow, that if you throw a safari ball, it'll end up missing the Pokemon. <laughs> which, that happened to me twice during my playthrough of Pokemon Yellow like about a month back where it's like Okay, here's a wild chancy. Okay, let's throw the Pokeball now after throwing about three baits to it. Oh, what? It missed! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, as far as my team goes, I got not only Monferno, but I got something, my, got something called the Gastrodon. So, Gastrodon's an evolutionary form of uh, the Pokemon I caught earlier called Shellos. It's a water ground type Pokemon. Basically, its main power is special type moves. So, it has potent like moves like water pulse, and it has hidden power, a hidden power ground attack, pretty much. And the last Pokemon that I have on my team currently is like uh, it was a Pokemon that's called like uh, like Bronzer, which it's a Steel Psychic type. It looks like a giant medallion, pretty much a giant steel medallion with eyes in the center of it. <laughs> but I evolved it into a Pokemon at level 33 called Bronzong, which it's a gigantic steel bell <laughs> that floats. <laughs> I kid you not. If you check out like a Google image of like Bronzong, it's basically a gigantic steel bell with uh, eyes and stuff and like crazy designs on it. And it's it's really one of the most tankiest Pokemon I think I've ever evolved because it's like... Even before we evolved, it had, like, high defensive stats, like, almost the 70s before I evolved it. And then when I evolved it, it kicked it up, like, another 10, like, 10 skill points inside of both defense and special defense. So it's, like, it's upwards to, like, 86, 87. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, God. So that's pretty much... It in and of itself, for a nut in the nutshell and stuff, when it comes to like a Pokemon Diamond, I'm at a point where it's like I'm going to be facing off against uh, another gym leader, the Water type gym leader in uh, Sinnoh, Crusher Wake, who's honestly he's a mixture of a professional wrestler and a gym leader <laughs> combined into one that uses like water types. Doesn't make sense, but yet it's kind of awesome because <laughs> he Maybe wears he's a, a big... mask and everything. Maybe he's just a big fan of. Uh, Bash at the Beach, WCW, where they used to wrestle. Oh my god. Uh, and, uh, surrounded by uh, a beach. Dude, 
he basically kind of he kind of reminds me of Ric Flair, only without like the robe and stuff like that. He just wears a mask, and his hair just sticks out in the end and stuff in the mask. Huh? <laughs> does, he, does he woo a lot? Woo! Oh man, I don't know. I'm gonna have to check that. <laughs> <laughs> check back. Let me know. But anyway, um, but anyway, Todd, that's I could okay. What were you about to say? Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. But uh, I have not played any other game but i did pick up mario and rabbits oh my so god i will be playing that yes shortly. god yes oh we can discuss that because you know what i did is i traded in the crash bandicoot trilogy good because you know what fuck that game mm-hmm. i do not want to deal with the control scheme for that game just for the original got about 20 something dollars in credit nice. and i got that Mario and Rabbids game for about close to about $30 off so hey you know what I'm going to try this game see if I like it yes <laughs> god yes Gables I love you so much right now uh, yeah. uh, but you, so what have you been playing Tyler um, actually real quick are you going to have you think you're going to have uh, Pokemon beaten you got you got Metroid coming out on Friday buddy <laughs> I forgot about Metroid. But, you know what? I'm not sure. To be perfectly honest with you, Metroid comes out Friday. It's a game I've been looking forward to, but uh, we'll see how it... Let's see. We'll see how it goes. I still have about a week. Yep. I'm pretty much halfway through with uh, completing my team. <laughs> I got my fourth team member today, so... It's possible. <laughs> just one... Just one double check but speaking of mario and rabbits talked about last week i was only uh, um how far was i in i think i was about halfway through or so uh yeah. i have now officially completed the game uh Yay. yeah i finished it up on monday uh at, you know labor day so a day off so i spent a good chunk of the what's the driving range actually and then went to the, and for some reason i'm not sure i did that but it was fun uh Actually got halfway decent at hitting a golf ball. I mean, it went like 600 yards to left to right, but uh, it went far, so that's good. It was not 600. It went far to the left. Yeah, it went, I mean, it went, I, I was hitting them uh, like regularly, like 200 yards, but they're going like 50 feet, uh, one like to left to right every single time. But I was getting better. I just see you being. I just Tyler, I can just see you just like uh, being narrated by like some sort of announcer or something like that as you're driving the range. You know, you have like Bob Uecker and so there's like just a bit outside. Yeah, or just yeah, it's like dog will hunt. Uh, <laughs> useful, useful. I, I was just every time I was doing, it, I kept thinking of uh, when he's playing like Tiger Woods golf back on the PlayStation One. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of all the narrations from there. Um, but anyways, I, I did finish up uh, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Uh, I think I beat that game in like four or five days. Uh, wow. Which I mean, I, I think like I've been Uncharted Legacy in like like two sittings, but uh, that game's like five hours long. This game's probably closer to twenty, uh, and I did a lot of side stuff too. But uh, I just could not quit playing this game. I said it on Twitter, uh, and I still feel that way when I initially beat it. Um, now this is probably the most fun experience I've had playing a game all year this year. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, not the best. Don't get me wrong. It's not the best uh, game I've played this year, but as far as just pure fun and enjoyment goes, this was it, man. Like I just, I like, 
oh, it was like they had that like one more uh, match or one more fight mentality to me. Like when you play a game, it's like, oh, I'll do one more. And then that mm-hmm. one more turns into two hours later and you've done like 20 more. Uh, that, <laughs> I, I stayed up. I was off for five days and I stayed up, I think, um, almost probably three or four nights um, up super late playing that game. Um, oh. And I, every time I play it, it's like I've heard some people say, oh, like, it's like good in 20, 30 minute chunks. I, every time I sat down and played that game, I think I played it for like two hours minimum. <laughs> uh, just could not quit doing it. And like I would restart, like I, I would do a turn. I'm like, ah, I don't like what I did there. I'll restart a battle. I'll, like I was trying to get perfect. I got perfect in everything but three uh, fights. So like, every fight you have, like every match you have, you have to beat it in under a certain amount of turns and finish with all three characters alive. And I got all but three. The final battle, there was one uh, in the middle of the the last area and then the first boss which the first boss ah. wasn't very hard but i i just took me a minute to figure out it took me a few tr- turns to figure out a strategy uh to, to how you're supposed to beat him but um anyways i was i was so hooked on this game it was just like like i was talking a little bit last week like just figuring out the combinations of like how to do as much damage in one turn uh and like nailing all these perfect things, things going just right, like just felt great. And like there's certain times I go like almost every match in like the last area um, was like I, I see all the enemies. I like I scope the land and see like okay, like how can I do the most damage? How can I make the most move or move around the most area? Uh, and I was just like every I was like oh man, how the fuck am I supposed to beat these guys? And I was just like I would like pull off these like crazy moves and like do like oh I'm gonna. And I dash him. It's like I would. I like my skill trees. I almost. I almost 100%ed every single skill tree, and so all my characters had like super high health, um, HP, and did like really good. Like today, so did like the baseball slide I talked about last week, where you can you can run up and baseball slide an enemy and does damage, and like I max those out. I have like one character that can do that can do three dashes. They're called dashes, baseball slides, uh, in one move, and like I was using like I found like, the perfect combination. Of like using power ups for the team and for myself and the combos and how to make them work, like it was just like once I figured out my strategy, it took about a world and a half or two to, to figure it out. Like I just, it, I almost like became unstoppable in this game. Uh, yeah, it just I felt like a badass this entire game, <laughs> uh, which feels great. And also, it being a Mario game, it's incredibly fun. The the uh, the writing is really well done. Uh, the worlds are really well made. Um, I, fe- I had a few technical issues in like the fourth world, which is the last world, where um, I had the game twice actually like close out on me. Like, it was like, oh, you had really? an error. Yeah, and the game actually closed out. I closed out completely. I had to go back in and restart the whole, reboot the whole thing. And there was one tunnel, like, uh, I went through, like, there was like secret, like, paths you could find. I found a secret path. And I went through a pipe, and I went to it took me to this little tiny block, and I opened up a chest, and um, I tried to go back through the pipe to get back to the, where I needed to be. Hitting A, the A button would come up as a prompt to hit, and it wasn't doing anything. I'm like, okay, what the hell's going? On? Like, is I'm, am I missing something here? Like, is there like it's only like this two by two block that I'm on. There's a chest and me. There's nothing else on it, and. Uh, I spent like a minute or two trying to figure out if I'm like, there's some secret thing I'm missing and I couldn't find anything. So I actually went and I watched three different like let's plays of it 
And I went uh-huh. and I found all three of them had that got to that point and got stuck there too. So I'm, it's a glitch. I'm assuming they might have fixed it by now, but it's like late in the fourth world, and you can easily just return back to the Mario Castle and then jump back into the game, and you get to keep what you found in the chest and all that. So it's it's a minor inconvenience, uh, but that's really right. The um, the big like issues I found as far as like, technically it goes, the only real problem, really major complaint I have, not really major, is like so you have like I said, there's four worlds and each world has like nine chapters, and uh, mm-hmm. I thought the game was for the most part incredibly easy up till four or five. At the, um, chapter five of each world, there's like a mid boss, and uh, for the most part, they're not super hard. And I felt at like four or five, like the difficulty level kind of just like took a unnatural spike to it where it was just turned to and a lot of games have this problem i complained about this like uncharted and a few other games before uh or it's like it's kind of like a lazy way of making the game more challenging is by just by throwing a shit ton of enemies at you yeah in succession and that's what it felt like to me is like here's more here instead of fight fighting four five six enemies and a couple of them those enemies are some of the stronger enemies or more more difficult to deal with like now we're gonna have you fight eight nine ten enemies and they're all going to be, like, the extra difficult ones. Or, hey, we're going to have you fight in three battles in a row. So you can't do anything to, like, you can't switch out characters. Or you can't, um, there's no saving in between. So you have to win these two or three battles in a row without dying. Otherwise, you got to start all over again. Uh, so you can't heal up or anything like that. Uh, so it just kind of felt unnatural to me. Like, it was just, that, but that was it. Like, that's not even a major complaint. I got through them, uh... I mean, it was difficult, but it wasn't like I, I felt like super unfair. Um, but that was really that, that's really it as far as like problems with the game. But overall, it was just the the world is charming. The characters are charming as hell. Um, I actually liked uh, Mario. Like I talked about last week, uh, Rabbit Peach is probably my favorite character in this game, uh, <laughs> which I can't believe I'm saying that, but that's actually true. Uh, Luigi, as far as like playing as a character, was my favorite. Probably my favorite character. I think he had the best overall, like uh, skills. Um, but yeah, it, 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 was, it was it's it's incredibly fun. It's if you like, it feels like Nintendo made this game, uh, really? which is probably the biggest compliment you can give. Maybe to uh, especially for this game, it's the biggest compliment you can give. I think it's maybe like a really good compliment because Nintendo makes their games are always solid and well made. Um, and ninety percent of them are good games, uh, and this feels like Nintendo. Like I'm, I know Nintendo had a lot, probably a lot of input on this, but it felt like they made this game, so that's awesome. Um, but yeah, two big t- thumbs up. Uh, I recommend if you have a Switch, this is this is a must buy for the Switch, uh, and this is if you don't have a Switch, this is just one big reason on top of all the other reasons to buy a Switch. Uh, I think this and Breath of the Wild are system sellers to me. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so I, I think you'll be incredibly happy when you start playing this game. A um, couple other things. Uh, Life is Strange, I talked about last week. I, that I, I, I haven't finished it yet, so I don't want to talk about it yet until I finish it. Uh, but they had the first episode that came out. Um, Everybody's Golf, I picked that up. Only played it for an hour. Uh, don't want to say too much more than uh, it is. It's a fun little golf game. It's kind of like a... Uh, it's you know it's not like a Tiger Woods type. It's like a arcadey version of golf, um, but it's it's really fun. Uh, it's cool. I like it, the fact that I can like you can knock out a round in like 15 minutes, uh, and it 
It's well made. Uh, don't have much more to say on top of that. Um, the only diff- the only downside is is that the I've only, I've only I've been playing I played five or six rounds and every single round has taken place on the same golf course. Uh, so that's kind of boring. I hope there, there should be, there's more, but I haven't unlocked them yet. I wish I could unlock them a little faster or give me something different. Uh, but the other thing I've been playing, I don't even know if I told you this, Cables. I purposely what? didn't tell you this, actually, is I picked up Destiny 2. Oh, you did, huh? Yes, I did. Uh, I didn't even tell Justin that, and we hung out early and talked for a while. And uh, <laughs> so he doesn't know I've been playing this yet, so let's see if it's on my PS4 account. Um, but I picked it up uh, Friday night. I played a little over an hour, an hour and a half maybe. Um, only did the first four or five missions, uh, but I could say this, and my I kind of agree along with everybody else, where the uh, after just the first mission alone, there is probably more story in this game. I'm not gonna say it's like amazing um, voice acting or story, but there's definitely a lot more story in the first mission than there is in the entire first game. So that's really good. Uh, they, it kind of feels like they picked up um, off of what they did with Taken King, where I think a lot of people, I know I felt that way, and then we felt that way. Uh, Taken King was like a really well-made uh, chunk of, a, uh, of an expansion. Uh, but yes. As far as just uh, as what they did with the uh, with the, the story parts of it, like there's actually a really good story there, and there was a they built they gave you a reason to hate these guys and to hate the final boss, um, or just like them, whatever. And this one, like, you deal with the final boss, and I, uh, you talk, you, you're introduced to him. He destroys the, the, uh, the, he doesn't destroy it, but he takes out the traveler. So you lose your light, you lose your powers. And it's a journey of, like, you guys, like, he takes out the final, the final city on Earth, and the last city on Earth, and you're, like, trying to pick up the pieces. Um, from what I've seen so far, and now you're dealing with, like, now, like, I'm in the first section of the game. I just unlocked the second area, but, uh, you're in, like, a European dead zone. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm still basically in the tutorial parts of it. But uh, I've already dealt with a lot, probably um, as many cutscenes as there are in the first game already in this game. Uh, so that's a big, big accomplishment um, for this game, I think. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, it, it's early. Um, I'm going to play more of it. I'm only on, like, level four. Uh, I was playing for a little bit before we started recording. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I am uh, I am enjoying it. Destiny 1 was fun to play. Uh, just, you know, obviously other things we've talked about over the years, but they have definitely improved the down parts of it. I'm just kind of curious, actually, the biggest down part was just the repetitiveness and what the hell must just do outside of the main campaign. And I haven't really got to that part where you're, you're able to kind of jump out and get to the open world. So I'm curious what that, what they're going to do to fill in those gaps. Um, but the big thing going on is, uh, so there's a big controversy going on. And pretty, I think rightfully so. What Destiny Two is, there's a thing with the shaders. So the shaders mm-hmm. in the first game, and they have in the second game was like the shaders just kind of changed like the the color scheme of whatever the hell you're wearing. The first game you unlocked them, and it just changed the entire the entire your entire outfit would change to that that scheme. And Destiny Two now the shaders there's shaders that um, for each individual piece, so you can unlock shaders for like the left arm, the right arm, the chest, the head, the legs. Uh, there's five different sections you you can get them for. So you might have like a purple uh, arm, but you might have a different shader for the left arm. Um, now you can get shaders in game. I guess the majority of them you get in the in game stuff, but you can get shaders through loot boxes. Uh, people don't know mm-hmm. loot boxes are like pack of cards for like a Pokemon kind of game. Um, 
is that where you just open them up and you get a random assortment of shit, uh, assortment of shaders and stuff like that. You got to pay money for these, real money. Um, I think it's like ninety nine cents for one, three, uh, like four dollars for five, and so on and so forth. The more you buy, the cheaper they are. Um, the bullshit about this is that the shaders are now consumable. So once you remove the shader, it's gone. Jeez. So if you like, oh, I unlocked a new shader. I want to see what this one looks like. And you go and try to go look at it. Well, that shader you just removed now is gone. So you're stuck with it. You can't even, it's not even like a, you can't even try it on now. Now I like, if I want to look and see what that shader looks like, I, 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 I hope it's good and I got, I'm stuck with it. Uh, so that's really what the complaint is. That, and I understandably so, where not only do I have to pay for these, now I can only wear them once and I can't remove them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what do you, what, yeah, you that absolutely sucks. You talk about looking for the show. Yeah. We got to say on this one. Well, let's see. For one, I can understand the complaints of the game in terms of uh, the cell, you know, the, the shaders stuff, because in the original Destiny, it was. Something you picked up, it was free to use and replace pretty much at will because mm-hmm. you would earn things through the DLC stuff or through the journey that you had through the original main game where you come across some shaders, maybe like few and far between. You were able to customize the look of your Spartan, maybe color coordinate with what you wanted. And basically the main reason why gamers are so up in arms about it, understandably so, is you take a free feature... Not only do you strip it out of the game, but you add a paywall in certain microtransactions. Now, it does not help matters that the developer, Bungie, or like, some people in Bungie have went on record just just saying, just creating some sort of bullshit when it comes to, like, the shaders. Like, there's so much the shaders coming in towards the game in general that uh, it's not going to be too much of an issue. But... But you know what? It may be a frivolous little thing, but it leaves the impression to the people who have bought the game and through fans of Destiny where it's like, okay, I'm not getting the full experience because this thing that I had for free in the other game, I cannot have in this game to the extent that I had in the previous. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's just basically sort of the feeling of having the slap in the face in terms of, okay, now I got to quintessentially pay for stuff that I would have had to begin with. Quintessentially, that was pretty much in the game. So, <laughs> I just think it's just stupid all the way around. Yeah. It, it, what do you think, Tyler? It almost feels um, like there's so many levels to it where it makes it like obvious just how shitty they are. Activision, more I think yeah. more Activision than Bungie. Um, in this world, not only is it, it's no longer a, a full, like, one shader does changes the whole outfit. Now it's, we're going to break this up piece by piece. And yeah. now we're going to, instead of having something you just earn in the game, you can still earn them in game, uh, oh, yeah. but it's all random drops. Now you can get loot boxes where you get random drops. Uh, you got to pay for it. And now on top of that, you're going to make it consumable. It's not even, it's one thing to take out the game. It's one thing to make them where now it's piece by piece. It's another now we're making you pay for it. And now it's consumable. So now you can't wear it. You can wear it once. You can't move it. And it's gone. Um, there's just well, let's, so let's, many levels of bullshit to this. Go ahead. Agreed. And let's make let's make a couple things clear, though. This 
the whole thing with the color shaders, it does not really affect anything in terms of the gameplay. I mean, we're not talking about in terms of like whether it affects the gameplay, because that's totally separate from the matter. We're talking about these color shaders to where it's like, this is just a feature, a little minute feature that a lot of a lot of the Destiny players are upset about, because it's, like I was saying before, it's like, just having the feeling of not having the full experience of something can be can cause like maybe a massive sort of like a, <laughs> a trickle effect a massive trickle effect to where it's like okay i don't have something that i originally have and now it's like down to the level where it's like okay what else it's like what do i have to do now in order to try to like enjoy it knowing that i don't have the full of what i could have had you know I know, over-explaining things a little too much. No, but... you're fine. No, it, it's, it's... Yeah. You know, it's, it is bullshit. It's just... This game is coming out. It's getting overly positive reviews. People are talking about how this is yeah. so much better. This is a great expansion on top of Destiny 1. They fix a lot of issues with Destiny 1 and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. But this is just a major... It's a major um, shadow over what Destiny 2 is in launch week. Where I, Destiny, as a franchise, I don't know if it... I mean... I'm not going to say this is going to be a killer for it, but Destiny is, is probably taking more shit than any, anything else this generation uh, yep. as, far as, as far as games go, um, as a franchise. And this is just one more notch on the belt of like, well, fuck you, Destiny. And uh, it's just they, they, they don't need this. They can't afford to keep having these type of issues. And it's just like people... A few, I mean, and this goes after, I think more than anybody, this goes after the hardcore base. Because uh, the hardcore yeah, base, are the people that are going to, you know, that love to try out, like, this stuff to you and me, what's like, whatever, you can't even see yourself. But, like, when you play with your friends online, you can put hundreds of hours in this game, your friends are going to see you. Uh, people want to go, some, I've heard people that want to go color coordinated. They want to be all the same color. Um, or they, you know, they want to look kind of cool, you know, whatever. And, you know, it's just, you're, you're, fucking over your hardcore base uh and you're just you're just instead of you're just charging you're just trying to make more money off your hardcore fans is what you're doing you're nickel yep. and diming them more than anybody and you know it's one thing you know like i said to now make it to charge it but make it randomized it's like what at the very least like if you're going to charge for it like let me pick the you know the shader you know what i mean like <laughs> you're charging you're already yeah. charging for emotes which that's stupid in itself Something you did yep. randomly in the middle of Destiny One, a few years in, which okay. were free, by the way, which were free, and then they started. <laughs> well, they added more, but they charged for them. Uh, you're doing that yeah. still with this game. You still got the silver and all that stuff, but now you're doing this oh. w- with you know oh, with can shaders. We talk about this. Can we talk about the silver for a little bit? It's like you got to basically spend money to accumulate a bunch of different types of silver. I mean, you've played a little bit of it. Have you seen, like, how much they're actually charging for some of this stuff? Uh, I have not, because I don't think I got to the point where I, where I can buy with real money some of them. Um, but the silver in itself is bullshit, where now it's like, you can't just, like, it's kind of like what Xbox Live used to have with the points system, where it's like, yeah, five bucks is 400 points. You couldn't just spend nine, if a game was 99 cents, you couldn't just buy a game for 99 cents. You had to spend $5 on Microsoft points to get it. Then you have a weird amount of Microsoft points up. So you always have a few bucks worth of Microsoft points in your in your console system. So 
You always yep. feel like it, it made people want to spend it because they like, oh, I got your cash here. I'm going to buy this, buy that. You know, it's bullshit. Now they're doing, this, doing the same thing with silver. So it's, it's odd amounts. You can't just buy this thing for 100 silver. Uh, you, have to, you have to spend X amount of silver to, you know, and it's, you can't just buy 99 cents with the, with the silver. You got to spend X, you have to spend more. And so they have that. And on, on, on top of that, you couldn't carry over any of the shit you bought with um, Destiny 1. Anything you bought with Destiny 1 is gone. Uh, wow. So anything you bought with real money, I should say, and any of the silver you have left in the bank from Destiny 1 is gone as well. Uh, oh, which just, just feels kind of... invest in silver. Yeah, this feels kind of <laughs> shitty to me, you know? When they talk about... They keep talking... The whole point was a 10-year plan with Destiny, and we're going to carry over stuff. And things like that It just are kind of shitty. Like, once again... That's that's a big middle fingers to your your hardcore base, and exactly. I mean, one cool thing I'll I'll give them credit for for this is that uh, with um, when I turned on Destiny two, uh, it actually like it you you get your character back from Destiny one if you played it, and a cool thing to do actually is when you click that character, it'll t- show you like every big event you did in Destiny one, and it'll like tell you like who you played it with and what date you beat it on. So, like, all my big events, like, beating the original game, the original DLCs, and, like, doing a couple of strikes. It was, like, me, Jake, and you beating it on, like, June 25th, 2014 or 15 or whatever it was. <laughs> like, that was kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's cool stuff there, but it's just, like, stupid business things of nickel and diming have, are hurting this game. And like I said, you need as much positive publicity as you can get right now. With Destiny, like yep. that, they are trying to fix their image, and the game of Destiny Two itself, so far, um, for you know, for the fans out there, they've done a good job of fixing that image. But it's just shit like that that is just another notch against them. But uh, yeah, bullshit on top of bullshit. Um, sometimes the business part of the gaming uh, outweighs the, the the good parts of gaming, which is the fun. True. Um, but moving on to. Uh, Actually, gonna jump into something Nintendo Switch related. Uh, FIFA 18 was announced um, back at the Switch announcement uh, uh, press event, whatever you want to call it, back in January. That's coming out um, at launch, not at launch with the console, but at launch with PS4 and Xbox One and PC, whatever. Uh, so it's coming. It's gonna come out. I think it comes out this month. I think just in a week or two, actually. But they've come out, uh, EA has come out and said that they're cutting some modes out of it. One of the big ones being Ultimate Team, which is a very popular um, uh, a mode in uh, uh, FIFA and in Madden. Uh, generates uh, a few hundred million dollars a year in revenue for, for EA. So it's just like a, it's like a trading card thing where you have cards and you, you can spend real money on cards. And you get these players and you get them from X amount games. You play like through seasons and do different game events with them. Something I've never gotten in with Madden. I've dabbled, in, I've dabbled in a little bit, but I've never really gotten into it. Not my thing. I, if I really got into it, I'd probably spend an asinine amount of money on it. Um, but, like I said, EA is, is not going to have ultimate team mode in it. And that was one thing that concerned people. But the bigger thing is actually the reasonings as to why they're not going to have it in the mode. And there's actually I have a, a couple quotes here. From, I can't remember, I don't know how to pronounce the name, like Lazarskew, Laz- Laz- I'm not really sure. Uh, but he works for EA. Uh, one of the comments here about why Ultimate Team is not going to be in FIFA for the Switch 
is that if you look at the history of Ultimate Team on the likes of Sony and Microsoft, I think it's a seven-year history, if I recall. If you throw everything from from the get-go to a completely new player base, you might not get the desired results. Uh, basically saying that, um, and this doesn't make sense to me, that uh, people playing this on Switch have never played a FIFA game before. Uh, that Nintendo is a different uh, base than Microsoft and Sony. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me. I think no. Uh, it's not like Nintendo. It's like not like Nintendo was. This is Nintendo's first foray into video gaming, or this is something different entirely. It's a goddamn video game console. And people have been playing for people playing Nintendo games longer than they've been playing Sony and Microsoft uh, games. Uh, and then okay. another, another thing he says, um, I look at them as t- talking about FIFA on the Xbox and PS PS4 and FIFA on the Switch. The difference. So I look at them as two different games, two different worlds. Uh, that I think we should keep them. We should take them at, for what they are. Keep in mind that we should not try to force people onto certain things just because it's a, on a certain platform. Uh, once again, <laughs> doesn't really make sense to me. This got FIFA 18 on the box. Uh, on the Switch, it's got FIFA 18 on the box on the PS4, FIFA 18 on, on uh, Origin, EA's Steam, P- uh, FIFA 18 on Xbox One. It's the same goddamn game, just on a different console. Uh, this, to me, feels like something we have seen from EA uh, and other you know, uh, publishers several times before, but EA being the, the main culprit um, with Nintendo. is like, hey, uh, they do it with every new console. It's like, hey, we're going to give you this game. And then they give you, like, we got Mass Effect 3 on the Wii U, but it's it's come, it comes out a year later. Uh, doesn't have all the DLC on it. Um, it's, you can't, they don't have Mass Effect 1 or 2 on it, so you can't take any, you can't, the two best games of the franchise, you can't actually play on here. You can't take, you can't carry up a character. Um, you look at the Maddens on the Wii, where there's just kind of like a stripped down version of it. Um, it's the same shit we see all the time. It's like, we're going to give you stripped down versions of it, and when it doesn't sell, we're like, well, they don't sell, so we're not going to make them anymore. And it's just something EA has been known for. It. did it with the PSP and the PS Vita. Like, they do this all the time. It's like they got to, like, it's like people are pushing for it, so to, but they don't want to, they'll say, oh, we'll do it, but they don't want to, but they care more about being right than they do about making money almost feels like sometimes. And I'm not gonna necessarily say this thing's gonna sell tens of millions of copies, but you're coming out on the on a bad foot here by one saying you're gonna overwhelm gamers that that this is a completely new player base. No, it's not. There are a lot of people out there that are buying games on the Switch because they want to play them on the Switch more than they want to play because like they want to play on the go. They want to. This is their main platform. I play games on my PS4. Because it's my main platform. It, it, but if I didn't have a PS4, I'd play on the Xbox One. i get the completely same experience. I don't... I just... I don't... I don't get it. I don't... Under, like, this feels like... We don't have a good reason. So, this is all... This is the best argument we have. And it just... I don't know. It just... It feels like the EA is just trying to prove themselves right by shooting themselves in the foot. I have a few things I have issue with with this statement. For one... Going on the record and saying that this is a new experience for a new extended audience, no, that's completely asinine. Mm-hmm. What that basically tells your consumer base for the Nintendo Switch is that's undermining them. 
that's doing to the exact extent to where it's like saying, oh, you're a different type of gamer. I'm not going to go ahead and give you all the experience. I'm just going to dumb it down so that you're going to buy a lesser experience as opposed to going with the PS4, the Xbox One, or wherever else. This is basically EA's attempt of what they've done with the, the Wii U to a certain extent to where they gave you maybe a couple of experiences that were on other platforms, but they stripped main elements out of it in order to get the sales to lack. And then once that didn't sells, once those sales did not meet their expectations, they gave them all the reason of, oh, hey, our games don't sell on your system. We're pulling out. Yeah. So basically this is another tried and true thing where it's like, yeah, we'll work with Nintendo for this and do this and do that. They've only announced FIFA, and quite honestly, if if they keep continuing, which they probably will, because you know how EA is as a company when it comes to specific games like this on specific platforms, they'll probably go forth and just release this game with just at the sorry state that it's in at the moment, and just basically go forth and let this game tank, because they're a multi-million dollar company, and... Uh, they got like four, like two, three other different platforms that they benefit mostly on, considering how well the PS4 is doing, how PC is, and that's, it doesn't really matter whether or not the FIFA game is good or not, it's the fact that they give Nintendo Switch owners a lesser experience by taking out those main features that hardcore Madden fan, uh, not Madden, hardcore FIFA fans want to play on the game in and of itself, having the luxury of playing on the go, a soccer game that hardcore and that elaborate, oh, that would be very appealing for some of the user base on the Switch. Another thing about the statement, it's like, not only are they un like undermining people, it leaves the perception of, oh, okay, it's like, not a lot of people are going to be playing this game on our thing anyway, so... We're just going to give you a half-baked experience, do this, do that. But, uh, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, it's just the whole PR statement in and of a general, in and of itself, is just asinine, completely asinine, the way they lazily, the way the PR person lazily said the specific statements, the official statements from EA and all this other stuff. It's like, it just really, not only just reminds me of what happened on the Wii more so on the Wii U with games like Mass Effect and stuff, but it's yeah, it's it's incredibly sucky, especially if say you want to play FIFA on the go on your Nintendo Switch, and even though the Switch is entirely popular and more and more companies are now wanting to develop for the system, oh god, there's still the same old shit. Yeah, <laughs> on third parties. Yeah, and like. 2K is releasing NBA 2K and WE 2K18 this year, and I think yes, uh, one's yes, but out. there's but but also tell I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, but there's one thing I, I do have to say about like say, and I'm glad you brought this up for like the NBA 2K stuff. I kind of wonder if FIFA will have the same thing going on with it as say how NBA 2K is, where you have to require that little micro SD card in order to. Yeah. play the entire content on that cartridge because i kind of had like a little mis mis like a misperception here wasn't the original purpose of the game cards to 
hold a lot of that information on the cartridge itself, so you wouldn't need to go delve into the internal memory of the Switch. Yeah, I, I believe that these games are just so big that they need you're going to need additional storage on top of it. Uh, yeah, I, that, I, I think that's complete bullshit, personally, but go on ahead. Yeah, but it might, it might be a necessary evil to get these games on there. Um, and I guess, actually, um, they did announce when the games were announced to release on the Switch months ago, they did say that. Um, it's just something that's popped up recently because the games are getting closer to launch. Um, right, right. You know, like I said, it might be it's just necessary evil, possibly, uh, from what I understand. Uh, but my initial point with it was that these two games, WWE and NBA 2K18, are going to have the full game in it, and they've been completely honest. Yeah. Okay, NBA 2K18 is going to have everything in it, but it's going to it's going to run at 30 frames per second. Uh, right. Instead of you know when it's been running in 60 frames per second. Actually, I didn't know this. Um, NBA 2K games have been running in 60 frames per second since the Dreamcast. Which is, I did uh, not know that. That's I didn't either. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so the, the Switch one, a lot more obviously stuff in the in 2K18 compared to, uh, I don't know, 2K, the original 2K, 2K1, whatever. Um, but yeah, so got that on top of it. Um, so they've been completely honest to, you know, about, about yeah. this. Like, and they're going to get everything in there. Um, it's just it's not going to run as like, well, I guess. But, but you know, whatever. Uh, but if you, it's just I don't know. It's just be honest about it. You know what I mean? And this this is not honest to, to me. This is just some bullshit. This is the nicest way they can think of something, and, and like it's a back it's a backhanded compliment kind of thing. Um, it's a corporate response, Tyler. Pretty yeah, much. It's, yeah. It's, it's just, basically them just beating around the bush. Of course, they're not going to be audibly saying it's like we're going to sell you something that's got less content in it than what the other versions of our product, you know, have. Yeah. I'm not going to say that outright. And on, honestly, maybe this, yeah. maybe, maybe they are being honest to them. Like maybe this is what they think. Um, but I think it's just, <laughs> it's stupid what they think. It's just, this is what they're trying to do to convince themselves. Um, yeah. And, so ultimately it's just them saying, it's like, Hey, you're stupid for buying this game on our Nintendo Switch. Let's go ahead and just go forth and buy it on the PS4 instead. Yeah, they're so giving that's basically what it tells me. Yeah, they're giving everybody more reasons to buy them on their consoles. Uh, but let's move on. We got a couple other topics, so I want to touch on before we head okay. out of here. Um, one other thing, continuing on actually with uh, partially with the Switch, uh, Elway Noir uh, game came out in May of 2011. Is uh, getting a re-release on November 14th, coming out to PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch. It's going to run uh, on 1080p on the PS4 and Xbox, uh, 4K um, on Pro and Xbox One X. It's going to be $40 on the PS4 and Xbox and $50 on the Switch. So you got that Switch tax. Um, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Now, the significance of this, the significance of this announcement is this is the first game that Rockstar has actually released on a Nintendo system, either handheld or console, since, like, Chinatown Wars. Oh, the DS game? DS. But even before then, there hasn't been any type of, like, Rockstar game on a Nintendo, like, console or anything since maybe the N64. Um, Back when they were still... Wasn't it? No, 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 no. I want to say... I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It was actually Manhunt 2, I think, on the Wii. I think Manhunt 2... I want to say Bully was on the Wii? Yes. Manhunt 2 and Bully, you're correct. So yeah, I was initially wrong about that. It, like I said before, it's been a while since we've had any type of content even appear 
on okay. a Nintendo system if it involves Rockstar. But uh, overall, I kind of want to give my personal thoughts about it. For one, I'm happy that a Rockstar game is actually on a Nintendo platform. For another, it's like L.A. Noir in and of itself, I've never had a chance to play it. I may want to play it, you know. I've heard mixed things about it. I don't like the fact that there's an added, like, $10 tax to the Switch version because it's like, really? <laughs> Out yeah. of all the other versions, you know, you, it's like the basic thing that Rhyme had personally with a physical, yep. like, uh, copy thing where it's like, oh, it's $10 more. It's like... It has to do with the cartridge. It's more expensive to uh, manufacture cartridges than it is uh, uh, CDs, Blu-rays, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand. But, uh, yeah, what do you think, Tyler? Um, you know, yeah, it's cool. It's on Switch. When I saw this, um, someone posted on uh, the Talk to Ship group, uh, I thought it was um, fake news. I'm like, they're, they're fuck with me, right? This is like the onion or a quick hole or something. Like, this isn't happening. And then I looked at the uh, I looked at the, where the article came from. I'm like, holy shit, why is this happening? Like, wh- of all games, the, the, why? Noir. Like, I I know we're, we've got, we've seen a, some weird games get like re-released this generation. This That's might be bizarre. the most off the wall, like out of left field one I've seen yet. Why the fuck is L.A. Noir getting a release? This game was not that good. Not a lot of people like this game. It was, That's from a technical stamp- standpoint, really impressive. It, from the, the, the facial, you know, the way the faces worked, uh, animation goes, uh, graphically, fantastic game. Maybe one of the best looking games on the, on the, con- on the, on the consoles uh, that generation, PS3, X360. This game, it just... What they're going for with the whole um, detective stuff, where like, is he lying? Is he telling the truth? Uh, you, you're supposed to tell off body language. It just didn't work. Nobody, it never worked. It's like <laughs> you. Uh, this game was probably one of the most disappointing games I have ever played. Like, I was so hyped for this game. Like, I was sold immediately for years. I was excited about this game. And it came out and it sucked. Oop, I just, I hit my mic because I'm so upset about it. It's still ringing. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Fuck this game. Fuck it right in its ass. This game is garbage. <laughs> the, the gameplay portions of it, which are very few and far between for a Rockstar game, suck. The story sucks. The characters suck. The Like I said, the, the whole point of the goddamn game sucks. This game sucks, okay? Don't buy this game. Fuck this game. I hope it, it doesn't sell at all, and I want Rockstar... And I want 2K to go bankrupt for putting this game out again oh. and making me angry again. <laughs> this game. This game is terrible. Okay. I hate this game. Okay, okay. I'm getting angry. I'm, I'm, I'm angry, ain't I? <laughs> okay, extreme oh, wait, thoughts aside right here. I mean, I can understand your frustrations about L.A. Noir. I personally never had a chance to play it originally. I've heard for you. mixed things about it, from it being okay to a specific... Oh, God. I remember the specific, like, uh, opinions from people, like, say, one of our friends, like Sam Wright or something, playing mm-hmm. that game, like, not liking it too much, or, like, just random stuff, you know? I just really don't remember too much of L.A. Noir because it really did not have too much of an impact. I thought that it sold disappointingly, too. 
Yes. If I'm not mistaken. I'm thinking too. that's probably why they're maybe re-releasing it. It's like, hey, we can do this kind of cheaply. It already looks really good. So let's up res it a little bit, and let's throw it out there and make some money back on it. And I don't want to point Dude. out, I'm changing Sam Wright's name to Sam Wrong. Because he's fucking wrong. This game sucks. <laughs> Go ahead. At this per- at this honest, and at this point, I am personally am happy that there is a Rockstar game coming to Switch. At the same time, it's like I much would have probably would have rather had Max Payne Three. I'm just yes! saying that game's so good. <laughs> it's so good. God damn it, give me Max Payne Three. Go ahead. I didn't give that game a fair shake on the PS3 when I had oh, it initially, so, so it's like. Yeah, my interest in between that is like I would have rather played Rocks like Mad like Max Payne three than LA Noir. And I basically played through a couple chapters of Max Payne three and just did not give it another chance. Oh <laughs> man, that game's so good. Oh god. And another thing. Why November fourteenth? Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> it's it's the week after Call of Duty new and three days before Star Wars. Two of the oh biggest games releasing this year, commercially, uh, it's 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 sandwiched in between. This game, who is going to buy that me, game? Nobody, and they better not. <laughs> I hope so. Actually, I'm really excited about that. Good call, 2K, because no one's going to buy this game. Maybe you'll go into business. Fuck you. <laughs> oh my gosh! Fuck you, uh, LA Noir. <laughs> fucking bullshit game Ugh. oh man oh oh we don't with L.A. Noir <laughs> I haven't thought about that game in six years and now, and now all, all of the culmination has just come running back yeah I'm all pissed <laughs> off again fuck that game fuck it right in its ass that's the title of the show fuck L.A. Noir uh, I don't care what anybody says Moving on to something better. Uh, talked about last week. I need to calm down. Give me a second. Okay. I'm better now. Talked about last week. Um, Shadow of War had a DLC coming out uh, called uh, Org Slayer, Orc Slayer uh, DLC. Uh, it's mm-hmm. coming out from Shadow of, War, uh, Shadow of War, Middle Earth, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, Every everybody that bought it, it was five bucks, but everybody that bought it, um, three fifty would go to the family of Michael Forges. I believe I say his name, uh, who died of cancer. He was an executive producer for the game. I passed away unfortunately last year because of cancer. The um, dollar fifty is the does the cut that Steam, Microsoft, and uh, Sony take off the top um, for all digital purchase, per, uh, purchases. But the big thing, and it's something I didn't I didn't realize at the time. And it's kind of turned into a controversy over the uh, past week or so, is that um, the DLC? Uh, it was in very small print in the in the trailer they cut for it, uh, talking about it. Is that forty four out of the fifty U.S. states would would be involved, and only the United States would be involved in the charity. Um, there's a handful of states, I know, like Illinois and a couple others that have um, a lot trickier um, laws about. Uh, and taxes about um, charities and everything like that. So they guess um, some of those they were saying, uh, 
and the wording it sounded like they're just going to keep the money so there's kind of a big backlash coming out like they're going to basically that sound like monolith and warner brothers were going to profit off of uh, a dead uh, a deceased former uh, employee and uh somebody on twitter asked how much money is enough you people should be ashamed uh, stating about the fact that you know like, like Puka said um Whereas if I buy this game in England, are you keeping that five bucks? Um, and the Shadow War, this this that tweet was um, at the Shadow War uh, Twitter account, and they came back with neither Ubisoft or nor Monolith will profit from any sales of the Fourth Hog um, Orc Slayer DLC, regardless of territory in which the DLC is sold. So they came back at it, but there was nothing like there's no proof. It's just words. Um, so it kind of just riled up things a little bit more. Um, didn't sound Ooh. too good. Yeah. Uh, and so there was actually was an update a little bit later on the next day. Um, basically saying, uh, another person came out to them saying, hmm, so does this mean my purchase of DLC through Steam from Canada won't count towards the donations for the Forgy family? Uh, Shadow of War came out and said, you're right about that. But you can also help by spreading the word. Thanks for your support. Um so that's okay. yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Actually, I said those out of order. The the, uh, the first the, the one I just said it was actually before the other one. Um, so the update was actually the second part. I said I read those backwards. Um, so no update. Based, there's no proof. Like there, no proof at all that the money that they're gonna raise. Um, so like, so like I said, I purchased it last last week um, for the Xbox because you can already pre-purchase it on the Xbox and Steam. Uh, you could buy it on when it comes out when Shadow War comes out next month on, on PS4. Uh, so my money that I paid will go to them living in Iowa. I'm one of the 44 states, uh, but they have, they have their, there's like I said there's just words from a Twitter account, nothing else, mm. no proof, no nothing. That is not good. <laughs> no, that is just terrible in a nutshell right there. Basically, WB and like the people that do that whole Shadows of War stuff have created this entire tailspin that basically what it sounds like to me is they are, from a PR standpoint and from how they've handled the situation, it definitely does seem like they're profiting from one of their dead producers in terms of like they are donating some bits of money. But uh, at the same time, it's like all those other states they do that have tricky like tax and all this other stuff, including other countries like England, Canada, stuff like that. Where's that money going? It's going straight to WB. <laughs> oh my gosh! And even going outwards to just answering the Twitter comment where it's like, okay, you know, it's like yeah, we are profiting from that thing, and you should spread the word around. It's like, oh, yeah, no, oh no. It just no 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 no. If if they are not, they need to come out. The longer we go, that was on September sixth. We are on we are uh, almost to September tenth. When this comes out, it'll be the tenth. We have no. They have not updated at all. Uh, you know, it's Warner Brothers has been really shitty about things in the past about uh, releasing games broken. Um, oh my god, the past five really, years, yes. Yeah, really bad. Uh, random bullshit you gotta buy like they had they added like um fatalities you gotta purchase for mortal kombat x uh arkham uh knight on the steam was broken and for the most part it's still broken unpl- un- unplayable for people 
uh, Arkham Origins um, released buggy and broken as shit. And instead of fixing the game, they they publicly came out and said that they were gonna, they were going they were not no longer gonna fix on uh, focus on bugs, fixing bugs and releasing updates of the game because they had a, they had a focus on the DLC for the game. Uh, oh my god, yeah. So and, they they and... have a history of sh- of just kind of shady business practices. Go ahead. Exactly, including Shadow of War 2, because there are multiple loot boxes, microtransactions yeah. inside Lord, like Shadows of War, mm-hmm. to the extent where it's like you get to just randomly spend to like buy certain types of consumables or something like that in order to take a chance of what type of armor, what type of things that you can do that with a game. And then on top of that, you have the supposed, in good faith, DLC all of a sudden getting... Like, uh, this type of backlash and controversy, spinning it to where it looks like WB as a company is profiting off one of their dead employees, that's, that is like a hodge, it's like a miasma of negative press and negative feelings of uh, their consumers all just coming in together and just trying to box them in, because that is just, that's a shit show. It's gross. It's really gross. It's gross. Uh, And And personally... Go ahead. And personally, and personally, Tyler, it's like I would not blame anybody protesting like not buying this game. I would not blame anybody for just saying, you know what, WB, forget your business practice, like forget your games. I'm not spending another dime. I'm voting with my wallet and just say no. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just ugh. yeah, and, and this, I'm not like. In the world where like there's been protests and rallies about everything going on, uh, I don't want to, you know, what, whether yeah, you, whether the, either side of the the wing you're on, whatever. Uh, uh, this feels like the perfect time. Like the this is all the right reasons I think to like if you're gonna protest the game for any reason, this is the best reason right here. And for all we know, maybe they're maybe they're true. Maybe they're being honest, saying that. We're not profiting off of this. I, mean, I hope it's true, um, but they have not given us any proof otherwise. But I'll say nope. the tweet, which means nothing. There's no facts, anything behind it. It's just words. And I, you know, as somebody for me that that I have a fucking extra life tattoo. I donate tons of money every year. Not trying to brag or anything like that. To extra life every year, I try to donate to when I do donate or raise money or spread the word yes. on things. Um, I always try to make sure that I am picking the right cherries. I don't. I don't ever. Susan G. G. Komen, that stuff's bullshit. They agree. Most of that money doesn't even go to the actual uh, to charity. It just goes in the pockets of people, uh, of people, of people that don't need of millionaires. Uh, people don't need mm-hmm. the money. Uh, things like that. Big. You know. I, and I try to pick and choose when I spread the word or I donate whatever to the charities. And in this case, like I know from fact, my money is going to uh, the Forgy family because I'm in Iowa, like I said. But I last week when I went and said it, I, I said it out of uh, of positivity. I wanted people to know about this, if because I want people, I want this word to spread. I want more people to know about this. That was a cool thing. And now here we are. Like you put a very small print in the bottom of your trailer where no one's, most people aren't going to read it. Obviously, people read it. Um, now, um, and the fact to come out came really, def- you don't really defend what he's saying or do anything to put out the fire. If anything, 
you just added more you just added more flames to the fire you 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 gave it oxygen now it's spreading and it just pisses me off that rightfully so this could possibly like this is the most disgusting vile thing that maybe in my time in gaming definitely in the time of doing the show that I've ever yes. heard and as far as in the gaming world this grosses me out and I, I hope that until they come out otherwise, I hope they don't make a fucking dime off this game. Exactly. Fuck Shadow of War, and it, it's probably gonna be a great game. It's probably people. Are, I mean, it was one. Most people had uh, Shadow of Mordor as the game of the year in 2014. A lot of people love that game, um, and I'm sure a lot of people are gonna love this game. But the business behind it, and you know, we talked a lot about business with, with EA, with Eloy Noir, with Destiny. Like, that shit sucks, but this mm-hmm. is fucking disgusting. Yep. And I, I hope I'm by, I hope next week I come out here and I eat crow and say, hey, I was wrong. I overreacted. Here's their tweet. Here's the news. Here's what they said. Boom. You can, re, you can pay them money. You can buy this DLC. And that family or that charity or somebody that's not Warner Brothers, that's not Monolith, is getting that money and it's going to something good. Exactly. Um, until otherwise, fuck you. That's how I feel. Mm. Very angry way to end the show. But uh, but I do have a recommendation for the listeners who want more information upon Shadow of War, going into what we've covered so far on uh, the podcast, I highly recommend going to Jim Sterling's YouTube page. Oh, yeah. Watching some of his Jimquisitions in regarding to WB and some of their past trail records. Not just for Shadow of War, but also for Mortal Kombat arkham or not oh arkham knight my apologies on steam and stuff it's like what tyler was saying wb has had a spotty track record over the past couple years where it's like either a game's been releasing broken either games have been like overcharged for like certain microtransactions and now we're finally at the growth the bottom of the barrel where they're now look like they are profiting from one of their former employees that died of cancer. I mean, that is absolutely horrid. That is disgusting. It's gross. And to be perfectly honest with you, it just makes me want to just take any type of game that I have of WB and just get rid of it. Not even want to buy it. Don't even want to try it. Because until we see something otherwise proving that they are not 100% certain, if they are 100% certain that they are not profiting from this stuff, Hey, good. Good on them. They actually managed to do something correct. But if they don't, I, I along with probably a lot of others, are not even going to give Shadow of War the time of day. None. Zilch. They don't deserve my time. They don't deserve my money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> and before we get on out of here, I do want to mention, I want, I do want to mention, if you do want to donate money and help this family out, there is a way to do it. Um, this is a couple years old. This was this was made when he was still alive and fighting cancer. Obviously, unfortunately, he passed away. But there is still a, uh, a site out there, a uh, link you can go to to um, donate money to his family. Um, it is youcaring.com slash Michael Forgey. Um, spelled Y-O-U-C-A-R-I-N-G dot com slash M-I-C-H-A-E-L. F-O-R-G-E-Y. Um, like I said, this was a, something that was started 
while he was still fighting cancer, helped raise funds for him. Uh, the goal was 300000 Unfortunately, it only reached 133000 but the, the link is still alive. The, 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 um, the donation, donation page is still alive. And if you want to uh, give him, uh, give the family money, help the family out, there is a way to do that by going to that site. And um, I will try to figure out a way to get a link in the show notes so we can get a, a better way to do that. But if you want to make sure for a fact that your money is going there, and they're still raising money to this day, there was a donation not even two hours ago as this recording for 50 bucks. Uh, I'm, wow. I'm scrolling through it right now. Just in the in the last 24 hours, they've raised about $600 uh, wow. on this page. So still going. Really cool thing. This was started back um, in, I think, 2015. Um, and it's still a thing that's going on right now. So I just wanted to uh, let people know uh, this is the way you can give them more money if you are wanting to. Um, but if you are, you know, if you're like me and are grossed out, and about things going on with Warner Brothers and everything, Shadow War, whatever. This is a better way of doing that. Um, I'm actually going to, after this show, I'm going to throw a few more bucks their way. Uh, but I just want people to know that. Once again, youcaring.com slash Michael Forgy. Uh, 4G, actually, how I say his name. Um, I did figure that out. So check out that site. Um, if you can't, they don't have the resources um, to donate, please share the uh the link and the, the uh tell people that are interested in buying that dlc um to instead if you want to give five bucks and their actual five dollars will go to the family this is a better place to go instead of your 350 so um yeah check that out please um but anyways uh kind of a down away in the show but uh no real easy way to get out of that um but i want to say uh thank you guys for listening if you want to hear more from us, we're on Facebook, we have a page and group. It is Drunk Dash Nerds. Like and join us on there on uh, Twitter. We are at Drunk Nerds Pod. Um, follow us on there on um, Twitch. We are Drunk Nerds Podcast. Follow us and send us a friend request on there. We like those. And also on YouTube, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, subscribe and like our um, videos. Everything we stream on Twitch goes to our, our YouTube channel. And all of our podcasts go on the uh, YouTube channel as well. So if you check them on there, watch the show on there, give us a thumbs up, please. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, actually give us a five-star review. Leave us a comment, please, on there as well. We'll shout you on the show if you do. And if you do from out of, uh, out, of out of state, contact us. Let us know. Leave a comment in like our YouTube video or leave a comment somewhere. And I will find it um, on one of our other Facebook accounts or whatever. I will find that, uh, find that review and I'll look it up and I will give you a shout out on the show. Um, other than that, I want to thank you guys once again for listening. I was your host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables, so until next week, everyone, make sure to keep on gaming and just have a fun time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Later.
Excuse me. You too many beers there. Anyways, we're on iTunes now, so go on there and check us out. And if you like us, leave us a review. And we'll even shout you out. And Jack will send you his credit card number. <laughs>